you can absolutely get on the list. Uh, I should move things now because I had them over here because of the sun, but I should move things into the, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, um, no, there isn't usually. It just, if people stay and that's happening. So if people are going to be performing, remember no F-bombs, please, uh, for our neighbors. Uh, keep your chairs like socially distanced. We don't want to be here too long, but uh, we do want to get it going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move things so that the lights look better where they are, and uh, we're gonna be back in just a second. Yay. All right, uh, let's get it going. We've got an open mic here right now. It's going to be happening. That's totally crazy and awesome. Your first comedian. Who's up? So here's the, here's the way it works. This is an XLR cable. Inside, I have microphones that I have sterilized. Uh, I'm going to, you're going to go inside, get a microphone that's sterilized, stick it into this XLR and that'll be how it works. If you brought your own mic, there you go. Uh, your first comedian, she's a great friend of mine. She's an amazing person. She's very, very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sierra Hager! Yay! Hey, guys. Oh, hey, sorry. My bad. Hi, my name is Sierra Hager. Uh, or if you prefer, you can call me by my Hebrew name. Dr. Sierra Hager. 
No, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I do know a small group of Jewish people who would strongly prefer it if I were. No, I didn't even I didn't even graduate from high school. No, high school for me was kind of like the time that I hooked up with uh, Vishal. I didn't finish. Wasn't even close. I dropped out freshman year. <laughs> That's Vishal. <laughs> nice. No, it didn't happen. Not real. I've been working in the music industry for like 10 years uh, as a publicist. You guys know what a publicist is, right? Someone who tells people about a thing. Yeah? I was like trying to explain to my grandpa what I do. Like put the word out about records that are coming out, right? And like we were having this conversation. He's like, so Sierra, you're a CD saleswoman? Yes. I was like, grandpa, not really. You know, I'm on the team of people that tries to help get the CDs sold. And he thought about it for a minute and this like look of understanding came over his face and he was like, oh. So you're an assistant CD saleswoman. You guys love that joke. That's <laughs> your favorite joke. Oh, Grandpa. You want to get up here? As, <laughs> As a music publicist, like once a week or so, I'll get an email from someone. They're like, you have to check out this record. This guy is the next Bob Dylan the next Bob Dylan. You guys want to hear the next Bob Dylan? Yeah. All right, how about the old Bob Dylan? The old Bob Dylan released an album this year, you guys. Do you guys know how many albums Bob Dylan has? How many studio albums Bob Dylan has? He has 39 studio albums. He has 11 live albums. He has 16 compilation box sets. Bob Dylan has done seven full-length movie soundtracks. He has 14 books. Bob Dylan has a son who does the same shit as Bob Dylan, okay? And his son has seven studio albums. His son's old. His son has a 30-year career. People are like, we need to hear the next Bob Dylan. I'm maxed out, you guys. I'm maxed out on Bob Dylan. All right, enough of the Bob Dylan jokes, okay? That's not funny. You guys, you're all men. You love Bob Dylan. I'm <laughs> Stop talking about Bob Dylan. 1965, all right? Selma, okay? This is a joke. Selma, it's a Vietnam War. Feminism, women are burning their bras in the streets. So much death, so much division, so much suffering and darkness. And from the mire emerges a voice for the people, for revolution. Bob Dylan releases his biggest hit of all time, Like a Rolling Stone, to speak truth to power and bring down this corrupt government. Nope, sorry, it says here it's a song about a woman whose attitude he did not like. I'm just gonna recite for you, <laughs> just gonna recite for you guys some Bob Dylan lyrics. And I'm not gonna, just present it without comment, this is not a joke, I'm just gonna tell you guys some lyrics, and then you guys will know what I know by the, e by the end of this, which is that Bob Dylan is a fuckboy. Okay, here we go. 
I'm thinking and wandering all the way down the road. Okay, you're, you're a freshman at Brandeis, we get it, great, okay, poetry. I once loved a woman, a child, I am told. Ooh, okay, all right. I gave her my heart, but she wanted my soul. What the fuck does that mean? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> and and then this this is this for me is the piece de resistance, which is don't think twice. It's all right. Like if I dated this guy, this is the worst guy. That is the worst breakup letter. All right. I should know my audience. You're you're just sitting here. What did he do to me? You love Bob Dylan. If you don't get up when I'm done and do 10 minutes on how much you love Bob Dylan, this is over. This is over, furry hood guy. You love poems? What? All right, you guys. I have one minute left, and so I'm just going to sing you some songs. Just some little songs that I wrote about my life. All right, this is the first one. Uh, this is just about me and my feelings and my life. It goes, uh, Teenage Mutant Barbara Streisand. All right, this is another song uh, I wrote for you guys. Now, this is a song about living in the city. Um, it goes, upstairs neighbors, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time. That's it. That's the whole song. All right, last one, last one. L I'm going to turn around for this one. It goes like this, it goes. I got sunburned on a cloudy day. White girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yay. Yay, Sierra. Sierra Hager. Uh, you can also stand in the light that I tried to provide <laughs> for you. I mean, I don't know. I tried to provide light. You cannot. You can stand in the light or not. It's however you feel. It's whatever you want. Uh, your next comedian is a champion. Without him, the last show would not have run smoothly at all because... There were all these new elements, and he ran the board, and then he took some pressure off me, which was so, so nice. Um, so clap your hands together, everybody, for Max McGonnell. Yay! So that's the old mic, and those are the new mics. And you got to just get holy crap. Give me that one. So grab one of those. And then grab just everybody else. I'm, like, sanitizing the mics in between, and then we're running around. Hi, uh, I'm Max McDowell. I am sure. I'm glad. I'm glad. I thank you. I appreciate it. What's your name? Jeremy. Lovely to meet you. Uh, so we're two weeks out from my second COVID shot, which means y'all can have a little bit of skin. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. I uh, I had minor hallucinations from my second COVID shot. Haven't met anyone else who had that. I had, without question, a better experience than everyone else I've talked to. Um, so that's just bragging. Uh, Y'all are going to be in pain and suffering because everyone else I know who has had it has had to take time off work. So maybe not suffering, but, you know, you're going to be sick. Um, yeah, I, I graduated from college this year. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know if I really graduated, though, because when, when everyone got, like, the, the notification, oh, it's going to be... It's gonna be COVID. You're not gonna go back to class. Um, we were two days out from spring break, so I basically went to spring break and never came back. Uh, I technically finished up some classes. I was teaching a class, um, but none of that was real. Like none of that actually happened. So in my head, I'm still on spring break. I've been on spring break for the past year, um, and that does weird things to a person. It really strange things. Um, for instance, none of my none of my actions have consequences anymore. I I cannot do anything wrong, and that was always a little bit true because I mean I'm white. I my actions have never had consequences in this country. It's it's a superpower. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. So I'm basically in a in a permanent state of mind, like Muni Radio is. Um, 21 on Florida spring break. Woo. Um, <laughs> uh, I I'm glad you liked that one. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jeremy. Uh, the first Jeremy I ever knew. <laughs> you're not the first Jeremy I ever knew. I knew a Jeremy before you. He was he was a good friend of mine in um, first grade, and then he left my school. And I was so sad. Where did my friend Jeremy go? Um, I had no idea where he went. I just knew he left to what was called like a year-round school. They never had summer vacation. I was like, what is wrong with him? His parents. His parents are what's wrong with him. Um, but I met him again recently, last year actually. He was in my poetry class. He does not write good poetry. Do you, do you write good poetry, Jeremy? Of course I do. All right, then. You're better than the other one. Nah, he's good. He's a good guy. He's a... Uh, He's a med student. His his parents really want a doctor. Yeah. He's Jewish and Asian. Um, those two things are working against him. If he doesn't want to be a doctor, he's going to be a doctor. He's he's going to med school. I think he's going to NYU or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a quick poll before I tell this next joke. Who here knows what a goy is? Yeah, okay. That's about what I expected from a comedy club. Um, for those who don't, uh, goy is a Yiddish term for a non-Jew. Um, and like any term used by one group to describe everyone in another group, it should be taken with some offense. It is a mildly derogatory term, um, but y'all can take it uh, because you're goy. Um, and that's, that's what I have. That's, that's what I get for being Jewish in this country is I get to call people goy. Uh, um, so... I realize I was raised in a very heavily Jewish community, like, not religious, but Jewish. Um, and something I realized since coming into the outside world is that people don't know that much about Judaism. Like, it, it, it always weirds me out because I'm used to people knowing a, a lot about Judaism. Even the non-Jews, and okay, I'm going to skip all, through all this. Um, the point is, <laughs> there. <laughs> There are many types of Jews. Um, I have funny descriptions for all of them. For instance, modern Orthodox, they just want to uh, have the convenience of modern life without any of the, or while maintaining the ability to oppress people and claim it's their religion. Uh, that was, that. there were other parts of the joke. That's the one that came to the surface first. Um, yeah, man, I really wasted my time. I'm sorry about that. But I'm having a good time.
So I don't care what you all think. <laughs> uh, oh, what else did I have? Um, Jewish people that are comedians? There are none of them. None of them. Yeah. Oh, I here's the here's the opener I was originally going to use, and then Sierra went before me. Um, I'm also a Jew who doesn't drink, but I do other drugs, so it's not the same. Um, but it's a weird experience to be Jewish and not drink, because a lot of our culture is drinking. Um, and I've realized it's kind of isolated me from my parents in a way I didn't expect. Like, they're really disappointed that I don't drink with them. Like, every time I go home, they're like, hey, you, you, you want to drink? And I'm like, no, you know I don't want to drink. But they're still going to offer, because it's a part of our culture. Every every holiday it has a lot of drinking. Um Jewish Halloween is better. It's called Purim. That's my end. Um, cool. All I talk about is Judaism. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yay! Yay for the Jews! Yay! I'm back. I don't know. I don't know how to transition out of that. Oh no, I'll transition out of it. Like, uh, I used to be a cheerleader for Christ, and we did a little. We did a little cheer, and you should. Sing, you should chant along with us, all right? This is going to offend you, Max, maybe a little bit. Give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. I can't do my cheer in the door frame because I think I'm going to hit my fingers and break them. Anyways, um, I'm sorry. It's a yay, Jews. No, no, no. I was like, my dad is a Jew for Jesus. It's very confusing. It's like, it's very, it's very confusing for everyone. We do and don't believe in the Messiah. Your next comedian, he might be the Messiah. Put your hands together for Josh Lazarki. Did I say that anywhere near close? Yay. Okay. So that's a gross one. You have to take that one out of the thingy, Mabob. And then you grab one of these clandestine, like pull out the XLR and give me the thingy. Okay, and then now those ones are all, those are all like totally, yeah, they're all, they're not circumcised, but they're clean. Yeah, I, I wiped them all down. Okay. Josh, yay! Five minutes, yay! Thanks. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, cool. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh Katsky, not, I don't know, Lazarovich something. Um, yeah, that actually works really well, because I was going to start off with Purim stuff. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> um, <laughs> did anyone else know what Purim is? Okay, okay, there's like, this is the most Jews I've seen in a very long time, but most people don't know it, right? You guys need to learn Jewish holidays. Just knowing Jewish holidays gives you like five extra sick days. Just be like, oh, it's Yom Kippur. And what? They're not going to call you. They aren't going to call you on it. They're not going to risk a lawsuit in case you might be Jewish, right? Like, we, we, we got that. Um, I don't know. Purim is definitely our best holiday. A lot of people think it's Hanukkah. It, it's not Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah was invented by Christians to, like, keep their kids from converting to Judaism. Yeah, Hanukkah's overrated. 
What? I think the Christian dads were like, okay, for, for Christmas, we get trees and every movie and song and presents, and the Jews get to eat oily foods next to a candle. If they eat it close to the candle, they'll explode. No, we got, Purim is our best holiday. So long story short, every Jewish holiday is they tried to kill us, we won, let's eat, let's drink, all right? That's essentially all of them. We have one where we don't eat the entire day, but that one's less fun. Uh, Purim is basically there's a princess who saves the Jews from an evil dude, and the way we celebrate that is uh, we drink until we can't tell the difference between a woman and a man. That's like a religious thing. If you go to like super orthodox places, they will be blacked out, puking in their hats. It's crazy. Uh, why doesn't everyone else celebrate this? It's a holiday where you drink so much you can't tell the difference between a woman and a man. That should be the official holiday of San Francisco. <laughs> Dude, I, I, need a, I need to start bringing keep out. The latkes? Yeah, they're delicious. They're pure oil. Every Hanukkah food is pure oil. That's why all like 45-year-old Jewish men have heart disease. Um, yeah. Do you want to be rich? Yeah, me too. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be rich. I I started looking into Bitcoin because apparently that's how you get rich now. Um, <laughs> we all miss the boat. Oh. <laughs> all right, we're gonna murder people for Bitcoin. <laughs> Don't shoot yourself in the head, Jeremy. We're all good. Um, anyways, uh, Jeremy, chill out, bud. Uh, anyway, so I want I want to get into Bitcoin, but Bitcoin's weird because like it's a currency that's not backed by anything. But I don't know. I I think there's a lot of different things that aren't backed by anything that we use as currency. Like when I was in college, you could use boobs as currency. People would just walk up to pizza places and and they'd flash them and they get pizza. Boobs are awesome currency. Does anyone know what the first Bitcoin purchase was? It was 10,000 Bitcoin for a pizza. So, Bitcoin, boobs, both by the same thing. As far as I'm concerned, a nude is worth about 10,000 Bitcoin. That's about $570 million right now. And some women give them out for free. That's, that's impressive. That should be considered charity. They should, they should get tax write-offs. All right, we'll keep going. People have been slapping Asians on buses lately. That's not good. Um, what's crazy to me, though, is that they're so racist that they think every Chinese person starred COVID, but they're not racist enough to think that they're going to go up on a bus and just get like their ass kicked by Mr. Miyagi's. Like, I feel there's this weird middle ground racism. You need to pick a lane. Uh, all right, it is cold out here, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, uh, I went to school. Yeah, relatable. Um, I don't know. I, I miss school, but I wish we learned better stuff. Like, I feel like most of what I learned was that plagiarism is bad. What? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd go first period, and they'd give me a syllabus, and the syllabus would be like, uh, uh, don't plagiarize. Plagiarism is using someone else's work as your own. It's just as bad as cheating. And I'd go second period, and they'd give me a syllabus, and I'd say, plagiarism is bad. Don't do it. Plagiarism is using someone else's work as your own. It's just as bad as cheating. Go third period. They'd say the same thing. I... I feel like they don't know what plagiarism is. Uh, they also mostly taught me about like how triangles work and like how to calculate their sides. And I don't know that that's never really been useful. Uh, 
I thought it was useful once. My landlord told me I had to sign my lease and uh, get a co-sign. I was like, wait, sign? Co-sign? I know what to do. But <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave it on that horrible, horrible pun. Josh bringing math jokes, hooray, wow. That was fun, I also feel like you brought some mansplaining, which I really enjoyed there for a second. And I've been enjoying the most mansplaining lately because, um, no, seriously, they've been calling it, um, they call it intermittent fasting. I'm like, honey, we girls have had eating disorders for years. <laughs> we, well, we just have to rename it intermittent fasting, and all the guys are on board. They're like, oh, it totally helps not to eat. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, the chairs. Take all those chairs that no one's sitting in and stack them up in a stacky-like motion, and the weight will make it stop. <laughs> Your next comedian, he's just new here from Brooklyn. Uh, everyone from inside, I know it's cold, but... We should listen to the other comics because you haven't heard this guy before. He's from Bill. You've never heard any of his jokes. So he could make you laugh. I mean, I know it's just comics here left. So we're sorry, neighbors. We're almost done. I promise. Yes, I'm just apologizing to the neighbors and the children because we're not supposed to do it this late. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Miller. Yay! Oh, that's right, 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 that's right. There we go, I put a mic in before, I swear. Right? Right? I'm gonna, I swear, I swear, I've, I've done this before, I swear. Um... My name is Ryan Miller. I am uh, from Brooklyn. I'm unemployed. I read a statistic lately. It said 24% of uh, the people that are unemployed have been uh, unemployed for over a year. And uh, I just thought, like, um, I don't know. I was a little relieved that for once I belonged to a demographic and there was a statistic about it that wasn't about sexual assault. <laughs> So, you know, there's like a silver lining in there, you know, like, um, I, uh, I found, I, I like learning about like new lingo. Um, and, uh, I heard about a new one called, uh, face plant and dying. Does anybody know what that is? It's, it's, uh, people that, uh, abuse benzos, I guess like they get so relaxed that they shit their pants and, um, I just, I've never heard of like just that level of confidence for an accidental expulsion of body fluids. Like I just, I really want to get to that level. Um, you know, like when you, when you get sick, when you, with alcohol, you just say you got, you got sick, you know, like, I don't know, make it cooler. Like, oh, he capsized or something. I don't know. Um, I, uh, I'm addicted to social media. I joined uh, SMA recently uh but when i signed up it just rerouted me to 4chan i uh i don't know what to what to do um let's see oh yeah i actually don't really have that that much 
tonight. But um, to to finish, uh, this is my impression. Uh, oh, so I I really like thinking about like futurism and, and future, just like sex robots uh, especially, um, and and just like how Christians in the future are gonna like their heads are just gonna spin trying to figure out like the differences in ethics between. I don't know, like, you catch somebody with a male sex robot versus, like, a female, like, which is worse, which is, like, which is more, like, of a faux pas, right? Anyways, this is my impression of a youth pastor in the future that just got uh, caught with a sex robot. There we go. There we go. I'm a recovering health food addict. I used to recommend turmeric to everybody. Uh, but just don't get me started on acai bowls because it's like a one-step jump to the Denver airport conspiracy, and I'll just never shut up about that. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, more jokes. Huh? Let me think. She's good? She's good? Oh, okay, then that was my last joke. All right, yeah. Uh, keep it up for your host, Pam. Yay, yay. I'm sorry, I was looking in my bag for an edible for Sierra, and I couldn't find it, and all I could find was crunchy. It is so cold. I am so sorry. Love it's you, as long as you want to stay. You, Sam, can you handle it? <laughs> Everybody, Sam Carroll, yay. Actually, there are few enough people at this no, point. Oh, you want to do it outside? I don't give a fuck about them. Okay. <laughs> that was the most awesomest nervous laughter I ever heard. <laughs> he doesn't care. It's true, I don't. Boobs. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rachel just said the F word twice, Pam. Pam, Rachel just said a Pam, Rachel just said a F word. But she was close to the microphone and the microphone picked it up. The microphone picked it up. No. Uh. Who's leaving? Raise your hand. See ya. Peace. Get home safely, though, seriously. Didn't mean it. <laughs> What's up, Felipe? How you doing? How you guys doing? Hey, get a load of this guy, right? <laughs> I enjoyed your set, dude. I really did. I think you made a guy leave. I think Kyle left. I think he said... You said you'd suck his dick later? 
You you would s wait. Do you mean you mean like you'd suck it in a mean way, like a bad way? <laughs> I'll suck your dick later. Fucking hate you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was doing Kyle's vo or Jeremy's voice. A satirical. I f I really will. I really will not. I really will not swear. I will not swear. St starting. Fuck now. <laughs> Jeremy, any uh, current events you want to talk about? Hey, you think that guy that got his boat stuck in the Suez Canal went like this to try to get out? <laughs> hey, you mind getting out? Help me. DMX died today. No! Ooh, yeah, I know. Pretty rough way to go. Now he died of a crack overdose. It's not safe. You can't. Don't be. I, I think if you're gonna do crack, d microdose it. You know. <laughs> Probably the safest. Just a little bit of crack. Just a little bit. Of, just run, run to the ATM every 30 to 40 seconds to withdraw 65 cents. What is it? Did I already do boobs? Yeah, that's my first joke. Poopy farts. It's another. It's another joke of mine. Um. I, hey, I got arrested by a crooked cop. He had scoliosis. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and then tape a sign to the window that says, nothing valuable inside. <laughs> the other day I found out my mom has type 1 autoerotic anaphylaxis. She's got a peanut allergy. She likes to masturbate and eat peanut butter sandwiches. If you can believe it. I know. We share a lot of car rides together. Tight spaces, Jeremy. <laughs> of course, I, I I would love for you to meet my mom. You can you can make children with my mom. You only have a few weeks left, though. <laughs> Do you want to be my dad, Jeremy? W will you make some Will you make some children with my mother that will also come out with uh, face tattoos? <laughs> genetic, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> the other d the other day I went home with my sister for Easter. By the other day I mean on Easter. We walked in the front door and the first thing my mother says is when am I getting grandchildren out of you two? We said mom if we do that they'll probably come out screwed up. Shrug, funked up. <laughs> funked. I said there was an N in there. There was an N. I said funked up. I said funked up. Funked up. They're gonna come out funked up. I'm gonna make it angry. It's gonna be worse than the F word. My sister's a teacher. She doesn't make any money. Just like those folks over at the suicide hotline. You know these folks? You know these folks? These folks over at the suicide hotline. They get no money. They're saving lives. Imagine if they got commission. Be a game changer. They just start showing up to work in suits. Pitching people their li pitching people their lives like it was a product they couldn't live without, like spinning around on QVC. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Jeremy's got me all riled up by the prospect of me being yeah. You're like a George Carlin, Jeremy. 
That's what you remind me of. I think I think uh <laughs> He's very excitable this one. <laughs> I think pocket put yeah. Pause for effects. <laughs> I think pocket pussy is uh, kind of a misnomer, you know? I don't think that thing's really pocket-sized. You know, like I'll be on the bus, I'll be sticking out, old men will be coming up to me, having sex with my pocket. I'm like, dude, come on. This is my stop. Will you hurry up already? <laughs> yeah. I think it's weird when you buy a pocket pussy, they ask you if you want a receipt. Like you're going to return it. Or write it off. What uh, what else do I have about pocket pussies? I swear I had more pocket pussy material. Yes, I do take requests. Yeah. Did pocket pussy block me on Instagram? Is pocket pussy an Instagram name? Is it a brand? Oh, it could be. This is a hypothetical situation. Did, did but you said two? Like it also they also blocked you. They did block you, but this is a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's like there's like brand names like uh, Fleshlight is one of them. Hitachi, do they make one? I know they make the. Uh, they, make, they make the thing that looks like this and it vibrates. The Hitachi Magic Wand. A dude's torso. I haven't seen a dude's. I've seen the woman's torso. How do they get the dick to get straight up and not flop over? Is it just plastic? Is it just like PVC piping plastic? It's steel. It's titanium. It's actually made of tungsten. It's 27 times the density of water. <laughs> I've always wanted to sell sex toys. You know, I actually, I was a masseuse before COVID, and then COVID comes and I get replaced by these electric back massagers. You know, they, they look like this, like the ones we talked about. You know, a robot took my job, had sex with my wife. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. It's classy, it's classy. Sometimes I like to walk around nice neighborhoods with a ceramic bug and pretend like I live in the area, you know? Like I'm a local, hey, neighbor. You know, because people trust a guy with a mug, I've found. It's easy to sneak into apartment buildings when you're... When I'm, I have a map of rooftops in the city from sneaking into people's apartments. I swear to God, hit me up about it. 770 Cal, you know what the password to that is? Pound 1803. There's a wonderful roof deck up there. Invite your friends, go up there, drink. People are so afraid of being Karens right now. You could fucking, you could chill. Sorry, I'll get off. I'll get off. That's it. Well, was good. You, you can just do what you can do whatever you want now. You give me thirty more seconds. All right. What was I gonna say? Yeah, like I, f I followed this guy into his apartment the other day. He goes, "Hey, you just just moving the building?" I said, "Nah, I got a unit on the third floor." They moving a building? Crazy. He said, "How you like the new building?" I said, "Besides the celery smell coming up from the basement, it's all right." And he said, it's weird that the property manager didn't tell us of a new tenant. I said, that's because I told the property manager I would notify everyone myself, because I had to legally. Hello, I'm Sam, and I'm a sex offender. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Sam Carroll, everyone. 
You hung outside for a sex offender. How good for you. The apartment he was looking for is in the Tenderloin. I play a game with small children in the Tenderloin. When we see a pile on the ground, I say, man or beast, man or beast. Right? It's a fun game to play with small children. What I learned from a four-year-old is if it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> they understand physics at that tender age. It's impressive. All the kids. Your next comedian, I have no idea what he's going to do, but it's super exciting. He rides a motorcycle, so I know he's cool. He's also eaten tiny foods in the past. So that also makes him very special. Put your hands together for Andrew. Yeah, those are all clean. And just take out that one and stick it in. And then do the thing. And then, yes. Yeah, push the button. And the, yay. He's going to figure it one at a time. We're going to figure Yay. Hello. Andrew, yay. Go Hi, everybody. Here. So I just wanted to kind of muse a bit. We all know about God. God's omnipotent, right? That first one, omniscience. He knows everything. God knows everything, right? If God knows everything, God knows what my dick tastes like. You know? They say, you know, I, I don't know what his dick tastes like. So, I mean, it just shows you that knowledge can be a curse. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's better not to know. I don't know, uh, and and I don't know. <laughs> you know, you ever think? <laughs> sometimes you have to ask consent to ask consent. Like you can't walk up to somebody and say, "I consent to let you lick my asshole." <laughs> you know, you got to say, "Can can I can I ask? <laughs> can I give you consent to lick my asshole?" <laughs> Uh, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Is it okay if I give you consent to lick my ass? Um, I'm trying to be careful, you know. I don't want to hurt anyone. When I was a little kid, I hurt my little brother by accident. I rolled him off the couch. He cracked his head open. And then they made me throw Nerf balls for my anger. But I wasn't angry. I just accidentally hurt my brother. <laughs> I wasn't angry. <laughs> I had to pretend to be angry to make them feel better about the therapy they were getting me. Is to pretend that my mom, when she beat me, that it hurt, to, so she wouldn't feel bad. Because <laughs> it just didn't hurt anymore. It was like I'm 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 bigger than you now. But oh no, don't hit me anymore. You're so strong. <laughs> trying to trying to build her up, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was beaten a really organized way, actually. Like it was really organized the way they disciplined us, me and my little brothers. They would have to line up outside my parents' room every day, and depending on what we did that day, we'd get a certain number of beatings. It's very organized, you know. <laughs> and my dad, uh, he had a good sense of humor. Like, sometimes we'd put on, like, three or four pairs of underpants so it wouldn't hurt so much, and he, and he was cool with that. And then we'd put, like, uh, put a whole pillow inside the butt, and he was cool with that. He just whipped the pillow and, like, all right, you rascals. So it was fine. Man. It's different when it's organized versus when it's just random and somebody starts beating your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Later when I was bigger than him, he started just beating my ass because he felt weird. He felt threatened, I think. Poor guy. I did try to build my parents up, though, you know, try to make them strong so that when they went out on their own, they'd, you know. 
and they were never grateful to me. <laughs> they didn't respect my efforts. Anyway, I'm, I'm Andrew. I don't usually do this, but thanks for listening. I just really want to talk about God. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Yay! His drama is so funny. Hooray for Andrew. Oh. Yay. I'm, I'm Rachel's like the best audience ever. She's like, people keep going. I'm going to laugh. Yay. Uh, you have worth. <laughs> Everything is yay. They came back. This is crazy. They came back. Hey, Josh. It's not Josh. It's just a guy who looks like Josh. I'm sorry. The lighting is weird. It looks. There's a guy named Josh who has a beard like you. I'm sorry, bearded guys. They all look the same. No one has. No one else has a fetish for bearded guys. Just me. It's from Jesus. Don't worry. It's not him. Cool. All right. Um. I should look at the list. I am being very unprofessional right now. I'm sorry. Uh, that was your last comic. It was Andrew. Clap for him. Yay! Kyle Morrissey is still here, though, right? Did he leave, too? He left. We have Zeke. We have Zeke, the music guy. The audience member. The audience. Well, Kyle Morrissey was here, but is Zeke here? No. Zeke left. Um, what about Julian Stickley? Stickley with two Ks, three Ks. Is he running? Is he running? Is it Julian Stickley with two Ks? Is it Julian Stickley with two Ks? Here he comes. All right. Here he is, our last comedian of the night. Julian Stickley with two Ks. Okay, so um, there's a fresh mic in the box, so grab that. I should do a joke in the interim. Why can't Californians have guns? Why? Because they're always triggered. You said ah, that. Ah, did I do that one? Thank you for reminding me that I already did that joke. I've got so many one-liners and you already heard that one. Dang it. How about this one? How about this one? My clit is so big I can use a Cheerio like a cock ring. Did I say that one earlier tonight? Did I not do that? Did I? That's not okay. that big, is it? No, it isn't really that big, but no one can find it because it's from 1974 and it's in like this serious Vietnam bush. Like <laughs> no one can find it. Oh my God. It's huge. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 fine. It's fine. But um, so what you have to do is take that microphone and stick it into the XLR cable on the end of that. Yeah, there you go. Yay! Put your hands together, everybody, for your last comedian of the night, Julian Stickley. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. So this is my first, uh, this is my first time doing comedy here at Mutiny Radio. I actually live a block away. I finally got my ass down here. But I want to tell you guys a story about my friend. That's my first joke. So you guys know that friend who has like some kind of delusion and like everybody knows that it's like a delusion but no one wants to break it to him because they don't want to see his spirit broken or her spirit broken. So I have a friend named Dan like that. And Dan, um, he, likes to, he likes to go to parties with his Stanford sweatshirt on. So we're at this party, all of our friends, he's wearing his favorite sweatshirt, it's all good. He's talking it up, you know, talking about like, you know, his good old days back on campus and stuff. It's going well. And then this guy with the Stanford um, 
a Stanford uh, hat comes in. We don't really know him, but he joins the conversation. And I see this guy. He starts to eyeball my friend a little bit after he said something, you know? So I, so I had to swoop in. I pulled him over. And I said, hey, man, look, you come in here with your Stanford hat. I can see you went to Stanford. But look, my friend Dan, okay, he didn't actually go to Stanford. It makes him feel good. You know, it makes him feel smart. And none of us say anything, so just let it be. Okay, just be cool about it. And then the guy was like, all right, whatever. This is fucking weird. Oh, sorry. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. That, okay. I will never, ever make that mistake again. Um, so the, the night goes on. Dan's having a good time, getting a little tipsy. When this other guy comes in, and he's wearing a Stanford sweatshirt, right? And I'm like, ah, damn it. What's this? What's going on here? So they're talking, and then this other guy, this new guy with the Stanford sweatshirt, he says something about like how he had to run between building A and B like in three minutes, like for his lunch or something. And then Dan looked at him, and I could tell Dan saw in his face that there was no way that building B and building A were close enough for him to run there in three minutes. That's like a 20-minute walk at best. And so Dan is like looking at him, and he's like, I can see it in his eyes. He just can't stand it. He can't let this guy get away with it. So he says, hey, everybody, everybody, stop what, you, stop what you're doing. Listen, listen up. This guy who walked into the party right here, he's got this Stanford hat on, but he didn't go to Stanford. There's no way. He didn't go to Stanford, okay? Because I know that building A is 20 minutes away from uh, building Concourse B, and there's no way he could have made the run. Huh? Exactly. There's no way. And he says, so this guy didn't go to Stanford. And he's like pointing at him. And everyone in the party like stops and is silent and just looks at him. And we can all tell the silence is more, about more than that guy being a Stanford imposter, okay? And the silence lingers and it goes on. And Dan starts to get a little uncomfortable. He's like kind of like squirming. And then I'm like, ah, oh, dude, he's not going to make it out of this. Like someone's going to have to tell him. Someone's going to have to break it to him. And a few more minutes pass, and then finally, out of the end corner of the room, someone says, I didn't go to Stanford. And then a couple seconds pass, another person, I didn't go to Stanford either. And then it's popcorn, I didn't go to Stanford. I didn't go to Stanford. Oh, I didn't go to Stanford either. I'm not perfect. I didn't go to Stanford. And they chant start chanting this, I didn't go to Stanford. I didn't go to Stanford. Coming in for a big, big group hug around my friend Dan. And Dan is like cowering, he's shriveling, he's cowering. He starts to cry, he's crying. Oh. And in this moment of catharsis, Dan says, I didn't go to Stanford, oh. And he gives up this delusion he's been holding on to since college days. And he starts crying and people are hugging him and rocking back and forth and it's a, it's a beautiful moment. One, One more minute. So then, you know, when people, the clouds start to part, people start to release him. I pull him aside and I say, hey, Dan, come here, man. Come here. You remember when we were just fresh out of high school, 18 years old? Yeah, I do. And we took that big road trip across the country to California, all the way from New York. You remember that? Yeah, I, I guess I do remember that. Well, you remember we came into California by storm and we toured the Stanford campus that day. We took the tour. Yeah, I remember. Well, you know what, man? We went to Stanford on that, on that trip. 
we went to Stanford, and you know what, man? You went to Stanford. And he looked up at me, one tear falling down his cheek. He closed his eyes, and he, with a kind of a confident, peaceful smile I hadn't seen on him since back in high school, and he said, those days are gone, man. Those days are gone. So at the end of the night, he walked out onto the porch. He took off his Stanford sweater, folded it neatly, put it on the grass lawn, and walked away into the night. And that, <laughs> that's the story of how he overcame his delusion. Thank you, thank you. I have one, I have one other joke, but it's like a one-liner. It's a one-liner. Okay, so, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting what it is. Okay, so I was at the bar, right? Wild West Saloon. And when this raisin comes in with two six shooters, busting up the place, shooting everybody. And I looked at my friend. I, we flipped over a table, and we were hiding under the table. I said, oh, God, he's raising hell. <laughs> That's probably it, huh? Some say raise the bar, some say lower the bar, some say meet at the bar. Hopefully the bar will open up again for you soon, Julian. Hey, well this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for leaving and coming back. How amazing you are. You two amazing human beings. I should leave you with um, one last thing. I was talking about vegans earlier in the night. Okay, so consent-based meat. What if I actually become friends with a cow? What if I become friends with a cow and they're my friend? But then I give them this weird cancer where it grows like tumors on their back, but they're made of steak. What if I'm friends with a cow and I make it grow tumors that are steaks and I cut the tumor steaks off the cow and I eat the cow, but I keep the cow alive? Can I still be a vegan? Because I'm gonna have a friend as a cow and I'm gonna meet like, Someone knows science? Come on! <laughs> Is it? If you are friends with a cow, can they give you consent? That's my question. Uh, right? Right? And you just cut off those sh steak-shaped tumors and eat them. I don't, I don't see the problem with this. All right. Thanks for being here. We're going to move all the chairs inside and play music. Yay! Yay! in the way. I'm not helping at all.
Hey. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should uh should probably check in. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, how you been? It's uh that was a nice long set, eh? Uh it's nice when you can just uh sit back and listen to something, right? Uh that was all over the road. Um I got to say um you know, I get certain vibes when I'm when I'm doing <laughs> when I'm doing sets and 
And uh, sometimes I don't always share that. But um, I, I had a pretty good vibe tonight for that first set. Yep. Yep. I'm going to stand behind everyone, <laughs> every one of those ones. Uh, all you comment uh, section. Uh, no, there is none. Hey, this is uh, Bug House Square. It's something that uh, we do every Tuesday from 6 to 8. Although during this uh, this COVID situation, uh, uh, things are, are altered a bit. Um, I'm back at home for a while, um, just letting things chill out. I got a lot of elderly folk around, and uh, you know, it's trying to <laughs> just trying to minimize my impact. That's all. Uh, that's all we can do. Hey, it's uh, if you're listening to this, um, I'm pre-recording this before uh, to be played, uh, which would be election night. So um, hopefully you have, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you have already voted. And uh, maybe there's a uh, uh, already some determination when you listen to this. And maybe this is like, <laughs> this is like the last like archive that they, <laughs> they solved you know like a million years from now it's like after this this was just before the total devastation um yeah bug house square we were there <laughs> and it's mutiny radio at the quarter 21st in florida in beautiful mission it's beautiful there it's always flattened it's sometimes sunny the uh the times are changing <laughs> they, they're uh we're we're, we're uh, uh falling back so it's getting darker quicker. Um, it is. So I uh, again I I I I love the the uh, my time slot there Tuesdays. I like the I like the six to eight because it really uh, it um, it's right there on the on the uh, equator of of uh, of the sun. So, you know, so now it's going to get dark. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's dark when I get there, and and uh, and it's always dark. But sometimes I can get there, and it's never dark. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird, but isn't that beautiful? <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know. I miss, like, sitting on the corner of 21st in Florida. I really do. Um... There's still characters walking through there. Now I'm up here, man, in my uh, my ivory. It's not ivory at all. It's uh, like my pine uh, tree fort. Um, yeah, so uh, again, this would be election day if you're listening to this live or post-election. So hopefully we're all uh, maintaining somewhat uh, just decent behavior. Cool heads. I mean, all right. So I, I always, <laughs> it was like, it's like the president, the president has become uh, uh, more than it ought to be, frankly. Um, I think we got to work, and what I do to keep my sanity is to work tight and move out. You know, you get those around you. And then those and those things intersect, and then they build, 
and that's the only thing that's and that's it's kindness and fairness and uh decency and um uh patience a lot of patience because there's this is a it's a it's it this isn't easy man this is like a this is a very fragile and um You know, if you look at history, <laughs> the odds are not, you know, favorable, man, because of things change, and they change always. So how, you know, so you can't, so you can't, well, you can, you can, you can go for the, you know, the same. But it's 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 a um, I don't want to say resistance, but it's like a reluctance more, you know, because it's it's not it's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a great thing, and it is a great thing, like so many times. And it's such a it's such a fraction that it's not. So I'm trying myself to um, to be patient and curious and respectful of how people are and to try to look at all factors <laughs> what is that i mean it's just like this is a, oh man he's considering all factors what's up with this guy no but it's it's man you know it's just everyone's living in their own fucking hell right in their head so it's like there's, you know, <laughs> we just got to be decent to just like at a at a very, and it's not like you got to be at like a peak. You got to be at an A level. No, I mean, it's like you strive for that. You strive for that. But, you know, there's, but, you know, we all got to be getting over a C for this shit to work, right? If it's just like, you know, if it fails, it's just. It's just a drag because that's the way it is, you know. The things they go, they get good, and then they fail, and it's like fucking miserable, and it fails, and it's like shit, and then it builds back up, and it's you know, and it's all because of the same shit, the same shit. It's like patience and truth and fairness, man. That's maybe we can sustain this you know maybe we can sustain it and and prolong it and do it you know and nurture it all right let me grab these records that was a long ass set in fact we're probably like <laughs> i'm like talking to the end oh uh, we had roxy all right i'm just gonna rifle through these roxy music uh both ends burning uh spirit morning will come uh uh, song remains the same. 
Led Zeppelin, that was awesome. Uh, Beatles, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, that was two. War, uh, The World is a Ghetto, nice 10 minute show, that was fantastic. Doors, uh, LA Women from uh, Riders on the Storm from LA Women. Uh, Warren Zevon, we did uh, Werewolves of London, kind of cheesy, but I played it because uh, I like Warren Zevon. Uh, the Kinks, um, Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker, that, I just love that tune. That just, uh, Buffy St. Marie, we did The Vampire. Buffy St. Marie, uh, The Psychedelic Furs, we did uh, Sister Europe. Versailles, uh, Versailles, um, uh, the composer, we did, uh, oh shit, all right, I didn't write that one down. Uh, Frank Zappa, before that, we did uh, Zombie Wolf. Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Uh, uh, um, PJ Harvey, we did uh, Dear Darkness. Rolling Stones. <laughs> The Rolling Stones, yes, Painted Black. Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. Uh, Cream from the Disraeli Gears, we did uh, Strange Brew, and we opened up with David Bowie from the um, uh, 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 Diamond Dogs record, uh, the title cut, side one, uh, cut uh, one, intro and two. All right, I'm going to do like one thing. There's a segment we do here. It's called Rise from the Basement because uh, it's no lie. In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise. Going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's home record us any style, any genre. This is Tiger Beach. They're from Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, this, I guess this is like their title. Their title cut. Um Oh man, all right, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. Wow, that's that changed the way things sounded. But um this is called Tiger Beach. If you dig this, look for them on Bandcamp, Tiger Beach. Um gonna do that. Uh, I'm just I'm touching this. I kind of like this band camp. I think it'll prime for me. Yes. Okay. Tiger Beach by Tiger Beach. That's the name of the record. This song is called uh, Such a Saint. And um, I'm hoping it goes like this. I'm, I'm uh, you know. <laughs>
Because I love the man 
to see more than just three dimensions, stranger than fiction, faster than light, Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This has been Bug Out Square. Thank you. If you could, uh, you know, if if you come through the website, uh, we're always looking for dough uh, perpetually. I'm sp I'm supposed to be uh, begging, and I am, and, and humbly, humbly. Uh, Thanks for, for uh, sticking around for this one. <laughs> Thank you, contributor. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next week.
our National Lava Week ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate against these active volcanoes. Workshop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf in Oakland. It's going to be a fun show. We've got Ponzi Dream today. We've got a full list of stuff inside and all that. Um, I am exceedingly high today because I made um, last night and today I'm um, super, super, super stoned. That's going to be a lot of fun if you donate five dollars or more into the jar up there tonight i will give you um a, a pot to the the thing really smells <laughs> let me tell you so um but mutiny radio definitely needs your donations to keep doors alive uh it turns out that i don't get any um so i haven't applied those things so lots said oh yeah apply for the thing and then they're like no you're not getting any like why did you get my hopes up so um hey donate money so we can keep the doors open and so the first round of grants, they're like, sorry, we just gave a round two, but you haven't said anything yet. And I was like, you don't lie to me, California government. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm so this is uh, the Dope Workshop. And the way that it works is that we do four minutes on stage. Longer, it's not. You'll hear a horn. Um, and we have a minute. And then we all get to do comments and stuff. I can put out some microphones out there too, but we did put some stuff in our back room before. Put some masks on, but make sure you're close to the microphone so that we can hear you. If you're going to give comments, please find a microphone. Just talking out there, although helpful in real life, don't forget that this is a podcast and you're not listening on the radio. And if you're going to feed some, someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good, be specific with your comments, you know, like, hey, that was really good. I mean, that's fine. That's a nice little compliment. It's more helpful if you tell them what you think they should say. This is a seven minute show. Okay. Your first comedian of the night. Uh, he is the, the hero of Mutiny Radio. Some call him Quirkules. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! That's right. That's how old I am. I have a Greek name. Anyway, bitches and hoes, what's going on out there, everybody? Uh, so what do you guys want to hear, uh, current events or politics? Current events, okay. Oh, by the way, before I get started, Pam, I don't want to do shows. I want to do training sessions. This is fulfilling a dream of mine. Okay, current events. Gina Carano, did I say that name right? 
the woman from The Mandalorian who uh, really, uh, with their with their anti-Semitic statements, really upset Disney. Uh, not Walt, not Walt, not Walt's frozen head. He, he's not upset. Corporation of Disney. Uh, anyway, I guess I gotta reread her apology. Uh, every time I read it, I feel like she's still the Nazi in her apology. Uh, Northwest, Kim Kardashian child, uh, did a painting that apparently is so beautiful it has to be publicized. And then, of course, that invites criticism, right? And she's like, hey, don't criticize my child. She's the baby. I was like, well, then don't put it on fucking social media. Just hang it on a fridge and shut the fuck up like a normal American. Get it out of my face. Uh, do you guys remember Gwyneth Paltrow's candle? Smelt like vagina? Uh, anyway, apparently those things had a tendency to explode, uh, which is a coincidence. The first time I smelled one, I exploded too. Anyway, she's bringing out a new brand of vibrators. Whose dick does it smell like? I think that's a fair question. Uh, do you guys know about the Thousand Pound Sisters? The TV show, The Thousand Pound Sisters. Anyway, one of them came out as pansexual. Frying pansexual. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, I tried to get on this. Uh, I read this thing about there's a new Zoom mic. It's the don't mention COVID mic. You know? That sounds a bit censorshipy, doesn't it? Like, don't mention. What's up with, uh, you know, they, ha they had these, like, clean comics only thing on Zoom. So I asked them what that meant. Because here, clean, here in San Francisco, clean means no F-bombs. Apparently, clean is, like, this whole list of nothing controversial or chancy or anything. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? And it, uh, it's just, like, mute button comedy is what I want to start calling it. Mute button comedy. Anyway, it's just one more reason to call them closed mics. Clarity. Simple statistic. Okay, that's all the current events I got. Uh, so there's a m major winter storm happening in the center of the country. You guys know about this? It's taking up like 60% of the country. is like below zero right now, way down even to Mexico. And uh, Ted Cruz is asking for federal disaster uh, relief funds. And uh, hey, buddy, that sounds like socialism. Pull yourself up by your frozen bootstraps. Know what I mean? Uh, anywho. It's uh, I I feel bad for all the Californians who moved to Texas just recently, right? I mean, but I guess he has to answer to his constituents. Uh, anyway, that sounds like major climate change, if you ask me. Uh, anyway, I really enjoyed that whole uh, impeachment trial, trial by montage. It was great. Okay, that was probably my middle. All right, thank you. Matthew's work, everyone. Hercules of Weekly Live. Uh, hey, comments for Matt coming in. We got Ian Rice. All right. Uh, for the, I, I like the um, multitude joke. Yeah. I think it's just a little add-on. You can say, um, you got someone talking about multitude pitching on Slice, and someone's like, oh, really? It blinks, like, yeah. Like a dumb, like a dumb, like, 
backyard pets. Uh, other comments? Other nice things you like? Or you got some good laughs? Current jokes that'll last for the rest of this week? Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk! You're the next comedian. I'm uh, I'm glad to see him back here at GG Radio. It's been a while. I don't know where he disappeared for a couple of days. Clap your hands together right now for Hunter Uniac! pretentious are we as a nation we have two national anthems we did we like our little super bowl story we had america the beautiful and then the star spangled banner going on back to back and then we shit on these athletes for taking a knee they're not protesting they're just fucking tired all right they got a game to play tomorrow are you fucking kidding me i um i'm irish and i finally figured out why my my irish heritage were homophobic and let me see if I fucking remember this joke. No, I forgot it. I'm going to come back to that. That fucking sucks. God damn it. See what happens when I write stuff down? I fucking forget it. And then I just end up riffing, which makes this entire thing pointless. God damn it. Fuck me. Um, sad news. My, uh, my, my brothers are moving in with me. Yeah, huh? Oh, I thought somebody said something. Shit. <laughs> it fucking sucks, dude. It does. All right. Now let's see if we remember the joke. This is what happens when you're gone for like three weeks. Uh, Irish heritage. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I understand why Irish uh, people hate le uh, um, are homophobic. It's because we, as Irish people, we worship leprechauns. And we believe, you know, the rainbow is the only big important thing. The, the gay people just stole our flag. That's really what it comes down to. I know you're thinking the Irish flag is green, white, and orange. We were just too drunk to finish the rest of it. You know, it's ironic that we, we are homophobic and our native language is literally called Gaelic. There's some things you need to work on with that. Uh, that joke might work. Um, hmm. What else is going on? I um, When's Chinese New Year? Fuck me. Fuck me. Okay, I think I'm going to hell. Uh, I was actually, this is a true story. I was walking past here, and um, like I was past this house, and they have those Chinese gargoyles with, the, dr uh, with the, the lions on there, and there was like 10 bucks in it. And I didn't know it's Chinese New Year's, and I saw that shit, and I took it. Fuck me. I'm going to hell. There's not a – it was a dollar, okay. It was a fucking dollar. But I'm still going to hell. Like, fuck, there's nothing funny about this at all except I'm just going to die tonight. That's all that's going to – fuck you. That's not funny. I don't know. God damn it. Is it really Chinese New Year or are you guys just fucking with me? Fuck, do I have the dollars? I think I still have a dollar. I'm going to have to go back. No, no, I only have quarters. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back in there. It's not a roll of quarters. It's just loose fucking change. Can you hear it? No, you can't. That's because I only have four fucking quarters. God damn it. I have to put one like each individual tooth. It was probably some sweet old Asian lady grandpa who couldn't see her grandkids because of COVID. So she just stuck the dollar bill in there thinking, you know, that's going to be like the best thing she can do for Chinese New Year. And me walking away with my white privilege just goes, ooh, mine. Fuck. I'm actually shaking right now. <laughs> I am. Like my foot is trembling. Fuck me. That was the sound of my, my suicide attempt right after this set. All right. I'm done. Hunter Uniac! 
lovely stuff that uh, you're gonna you're gonna get eaten by a dragon. You're gonna have tons of bad luck forever. It's a great. It's a been it was. But I'm glad that it was real because it read on your face like it was real. But I also think it's really funny and that you can write a lot out on that as opposed to like something terrible is gonna happen. And I don't think the Chinese believe in hell. So um, yeah, way to appropriate their culture. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was gonna. What is Chinese medicine? I was gonna say, um, slow down. Are you nervous? Oh You're yeah. Are you okay? But maybe it's because you took that money from yeah. the dragon's mouth. Uh, all right. Uh, is this one? Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, um, the uh, the anthem uh, kneeling bit. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it was the tone you were. Uh, you could have gotten a bigger pop on that. That that yeah. was like maybe ma maybe it was the tone you were saying it in. But in terms of like word for word, what you were saying, it was like the the tone you were saying it in. And then the um, I think the concept of the rainbow flag being iris and purple and is uh is is also a great endpoint for this discussion. I'm wondering how much buying in. Oh yeah, Irish means homophobic. I, um, yeah. I think I, I I I tend to make like associations like that too because I live in Ireland. But I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a common fact. Uh, it, uh, it probably varies, but uh, we'll make it a common fact. Yeah. So um, I think I think the concept of Lord Jesus being the Lord of Irish is maybe not dead. Etym etymologically, the word homophobic comes from the term Gaelic. If you take the original Gaelic term. And etym etymologically, you break it down. It, it actually, instead of Gaelic, it means homophobic. Yeah, you're, oh, uh, that one doesn't have a verb. Sorry, it's not a verb. So um, you've definitely been cursed by a god. <laughs> and uh, so you know what last year was in the Chinese New Year? What? Year of the Rat. So you're still living in that year, apparently. Anyway, uh, I feel you've got to have like stuff to say about that. About like, uh, I don't know, like something. Like, uh, I don't have any good ones, but I think you could dig more into it about yeah. the types of curses. Like, I'm about to get a Chinese water torture or something. Like, like lean into. There's a light drizzle right now, but it's yeah, yeah. There's a <laughs> my ceiling's leaking, and like lean into that sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's year of the ox, just so you know. I mean, you know, fun, fun facts, fun facts, and then it's year of the ox. Ian Langless has something to say. Uh, yeah, just to beef up that Super Bowl joke, there's actually like three national anthems, and there's a poem in there. That's right. We had a fucking poem in there too. It would just be like, like uh, there's even like poems and like poems for all. People with uh, head injuries definitely are into poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's really funny. <laughs> Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Thank Hunter Uniac. Your next comedian has a show every Tuesday here at the station from four to six called Always Free. She's also on this Wednesday's show at Ostiento. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel Vincent. <laughs> the park the other day and somebody wrote in chalk honey you'd look better if you'd put a mask on 
And my whole life, people were like, hey, you'd look pretty if you smiled more. But now they want me to cover it up. And I don't, I don't know when I'm going to be good enough. <laughs> for it. I don't really mind wearing a mask to certain places. Like, COVID is a really good time to break up with a really clingy boyfriend. Because it's like, hey, man, if you're not going to give me the 100 yards that the court recommended, then you should give me the 60 that the CDC recommends, you know? Now I have a mask on, so he can't tell when I'm doing open mics until they tell <laughs> everyone what my name is. <laughs> oh, uh, I like wearing a mask because my boss can't smell my beer breath too. That's a that's a positive. Like like when I'm looking at my phone, no one can see my double chin. That's <laughs> that's good. Oh, uh, I've been thinking a lot about consent. Which I think we should all think a lot. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of people think that the lines of consent can be blurred. Like, were they into it? Were they not into it? But from like a female perspective, if a girl wants to sleep with you, you will know. Like, you'll definitely know because she already planned it. She already knew that she was going to fuck you. She planned the whole thing out. She's like, hey, man, while well, you live in San Francisco, fly with a Katati, dude. All you have to do is hop on the 101, say you're going to San Rafael, then it was only 7 bucks instead of 10 all right? I just saved you $4. I don't even know why you aren't here already, you know? Like, I don't have my kids. They're with the dad. I, I just re-upped on my Valchex. I just shaved, so I got, like, four hours of being smooth. Like, <laughs> you should have been here. And then it's clear. It's just clear. That's all I'm saying. There's no blurred lines, like, if a woman wants to sleep with you, she will. <laughs> I I think a lot about toxic masculinity, too, right? And I think we do a disservice to, like, human anatomy to tell boys that they shouldn't cry. 